Next on BYU Sports Nation, five for fighting. BYU basketball has five non-conference games remaining. Do the Cougars need to win all five for a big dance bid? Who would you rather BYU play in the bowl game, Hawaii or the field? Plus a bounce-back opportunity against an old rival for BYU basketball. Will simply winning cure the sting of losing to Utah? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, December 6th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU's newest matchmaker extraordinaire, Jerem Jordan. Now, a funny tweet came out from uh, at Mullen underscore Tanner. He says uh, in a tweet, Blew a kiss at uh, Jake Oldroyd, 39, today when we parted ways at McDonald's. I think they're friends. Uh, I the, hope so. The cashier thought I blew a kiss at her and blew one back at me. <laughs> the search is over. I guess we're in love now. Hashtag save the date. The first thing that popped into my mind is uh, a song by a group called The Blenders uh, called McDonald's Girl. Yes. So if you haven't heard it, you need to go listen to it. There was some acapella song about... McDonald, uh, McDonald's girl. Yes. I am in love. With uh-huh. McDonald's. Okay, uh-huh. I think I've heard it. Yeah. Yes. I heard it in high school. Yes. Popular with like... A quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah, acapella group. Will you something. go out with me, please? Yeah. <laughs> crazy corny. <laughs> As evidenced uh, by those acapella lyrics. acapella choir lyrics. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, and yes, I hope that uh, at Mullen underscore Tanner and Jake Aldred are friends. I'm pretty sure they are. I, I, th- I think in... in uh, in Tanner's profile pic, he had a picture with Jake. I'm envisioning them potential roommates, so there you go. Funny story about Jake Oldroyd. He took a Spanish class from my little brother at BYU, nice. who uh, does some professor work on the side. He didn't professor know we, Linton. He didn't know we were brothers. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, he did not make the connection of the Lintons, because we are very different. There are a lot of Lintons. Yes, I mean, Tanner's very, mistake. My brother's name is Tanner. Tanner's very smart, and then I'm, well, I'm just me. So maybe well, that's why he didn't make the connection. Well, broadcasting, you know? We don't have to take math <laughs> or science. Truth. Yeah. Truth. I'm the kid that uh, wanted to win the eighth grade president nomination, so I didn't have to take history in eighth grade. And that's exactly what happened. And that's a history lesson <laughs> in and of itself. Here is today's show lineup. Mark Durant. Former BYU basketball player, I believe he averaged 5.4 points per game his senior season. He is the current analyst. He will sound up on BYU's return to the NCAA tournament checklist. Does that include winning the final five non-conference games? And hashtag this, a weekend edition, plus Daryl Garvin, director of the Hawaii Bowl. Is there anybody else that BYU could match up against Yeah. if it's not Hawaii? What would have to happen so we can cheer for that thing? Okay. Because, listen, playing Hawaii, yeah, there'd be some cool storylines there. I would prefer not to because BYU's done that the last couple of years. And beaten Hawaii the last couple of years. Yeah, 2017 and 18 wins, and they were easy wins. But is there something to beating Boise State and Hawaii, both representatives in the Mountain West Conference Championship game, in the same season so that we can still hang a No, because Mountain BYU West lost banner. San Diego State. Oh, okay. <laughs> Plus our and one picks against an old Mountain West Conference rival, UNLV, tomorrow at a neutral site. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. And on that topic, BYU men's basketball working for a bounce-back special tomorrow in Salt Lake City. The Cougars will renew that rivalry when they take on UNLV at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, at the home of the Utah Jazz. The game will air live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 
It is game number two for senior forward Yoli Childs, who, if you missed it, scored 29 points on 12 of 16 shooting in 25 minutes in his first game back from a nine-game suspension. Also, according to College Hoops insider Jeff Goodman, BYU BYU will play in the Junkanoo Jam next year. Junkanoo? Junkanoo Jam. Really the word junk's in it? Well, it's in the Bahamas, so it can't be that junky, right? The tournament will feature BYU, George Mason, Tulsa, and Boston College. That's pretty cool that BYU's going to the Bahamas. We've got to figure out how to go on that. Mm-hmm. We, aren't, we are not going. Okay, that's too bad. 14 seed BYU women's volleyball hosts New Mexico State in the first round of the NCAA tournament tonight at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV. The winner gets the winner of Illinois at Utah. You can watch on the BYU TV app today at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific on the BYU TV app. But concerning the Cougars in the NCAA tournament, they've been literally unbeatable for a very long time, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Going back 25 years, BYU's won 21 straight home matches in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Knock wow. on wood. Wow. Yeah, let's keep that going. Uh, there's a reason that BYU's been to seven straight Sweet 16s. I believe six of those uh, included the first and second round at home. Uh, let's see if BYU can defend home court and be back in the Sweet 16. All right. Full volleyball coverage on the BYU TV app and BYU TV today. BYU football will find out this Sunday exactly who they will face in the SoFi Hawaii Bowl game set for Christmas Eve, December 24th, kickoff time, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. It's worth noting, if Hawaii beats Boise State in the Mountain West Conference Championship game on Saturday, the Rainbow Warriors would almost certainly go to the Las Vegas Bowl, and then BYU may see a team from the American Athletic Conference. We're going to confirm all of this with Daryl Garvin, the director of the Hawaii Bowl. Yeah, please let that play out. Let's go. Although, if Boise State's only loss going into a bowl game is BYU, that's kind of that's awesome. It's a win-win for BYU. Yes, it is. Uh, kind of like the games against Idaho State and UMass. Michaela Coulihan and Elise Flake are first-team All-Americans, according to United Soccer Coaches. Congratulations. That's awesome. And Alyssa Jefferson uh, received third-team honors. This is the first time in program history BYU has had three NSCAA All-American players. Outstanding. That's part of why BYU Athletics as a whole... Currently in second place after the first round of the Learfield IMG College Directors Cup with 190 points. If you're not familiar with the Learfield Cup, it's awarded annually to the nation's best overall collegiate athletics program. So right now, BYU is number two against every other power team in the country in terms of an overall athletics program. Yeah, pretty cool. The next Division I Directors Cup standings are set to be published on Thursday, December 19th. Good job, Cross Country. Hallelujah. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. There are very few things that can remove the sting of losing a 16-point lead against your arch rival in a basketball game and watching a win be squandered away. That said, BYU basketball doesn't have much time to dwell on that now because they go back to work against UNLV tomorrow at the home of the Utah Jazz. Jerem, what needs to happen tomorrow against the Rebels Stop. to make you feel better about the state of BYU basketball? Win the game. That'd be one. Uh, don't turn it over 20 times. Don't allow 55% shooting. Don't allow 62 uh, points in the paint. Utah did what they do. Um, Get Yoli Childs healthy again. Uh, we're assuming that he's going to be okay and be able to play, but will he cramp up again? We know and have found out that Yoli Childs actually is very conscious of staying hydrated, that he drinks a lot of water during the night. So I, I'm, 
I guess, discouraged that something happened, right? Hopefully BYU figures it out. I want to see TJ Haas be TJ Haas again. He struggled uh, the other night, two for seven, only five points. Uh, had five turnovers, fouled out, so did a three-by-five, but not in a good way. Developed some other guys, continued to see uh, Colby Lee and Connor Harding and Alex Barcella develop. One thing to keep in mind, too, Gregor Bell tweeted this out. Get to the free throw line more. BYU's free throw rate is 21% right now. That's 16th worst in college basketball. And going back 22 years, that's BYU's worst rate. So BYU needs to get to the line. Those are easier shots. UNLV, this is a winnable game. Ken Palm 154. They turn it over a lot. They're great at offensive rebounding. They shoot a lot of threes. Uh, they're coming off of back-to-back overtime games. They lost by seven, like BYU. They also won in double OT at Fresno State Wednesday night. Uh, this is a Ken Palm A game for UNLV, but not for BYU. Uh, because it's not an A game for BYU, Jerem, and you think about the cause and effect of what a yikes loss would do to BYU and their non-conference resume against this UNLV team, number one on the list is win and win convincingly. BYU needs to win this game by double digits. That would make me feel better. Not a close game, not an overtime game. With Yoli Child's back, hopefully he's not cramping. BYU needs to win this game by 10 points. And everything that you listed will probably factor into BYU winning by double digits if the Cougars can do that. Don't turn it over 20 times. Maybe limit it to 14 turnovers. TJ Haas doesn't have arguably his worst game as a BYU Cougar. I mean, negative efficiency rating doesn't happen for TJ Haas. So all of the details that you just laid out, if even half of those combine in BYU's favor, the Cougars probably win this game by 10 points. But, yeah, a double-digit win against UNLV in a de facto home game coming off of a loss. You're amped up. You're angry. Yoli Childs is back. BYU needs to dominate this game. I will feel better if they win by 10-plus. Topic two, the BYU Cougars are 6-4 and four going into the final non-conference games with UNLV in Salt Lake, Nevada, Utah State in Salt Lake, Weber State, and Oral Roberts. So BYU does not leave Provo or Salt Lake for a game the rest of non-conference play. The point of the season is to make the NCAA tournament. Can we all agree? Or not. So does BYU need to win all five of these to get an at-large bid? Should BYU not win the West Coast Conference Tournament? No, BYU is still in the first half of the season. That said, they do probably have to win four of the five. I don't think the Cougars can afford another loss on their non-conference tournament resume because of what happened against Utah. BYU needs to beat UNLV. They need to take care of the other Silver State competitor, Nevada, at home. And the Cougars Those two could fight, look out. Definitely need to beat Weber State and Oral Roberts. So, at worst, BYU needs to go 4-1. and one. I think that they will, at worst, go 4-1. and one. But, man, that Utah State game looms large because if BYU beats the Aggies in the Beehive Classic, also at the home of the Utah Jazz one week from tomorrow, then that's one less quad one win that BYU needs in conference play. Then BYU would probably have three if you combine Houston, Virginia Tech, and if, and it's a big if, the Cougars can beat a very good nationally ranked Utah State team. It's just one less big win that BYU needs to pick up against St. Mary's or Gonzaga. Take some pressure off of yourselves. So BYU doesn't have to win all five, but if they do win all five, then man, they can play a little bit more free and not have essentially their backs to the wall against St. Mary's and Gonzaga in the WCC. Yeah, I don't want BYU to have to do anything, right? Um, Hopefully they can just continue to add nice wins and go into Vegas and get to Tuesday night and feel like they're in a decent spot. We're going to be nervous no matter what on Selection Sunday because we're making some gross assumptions. We don't know that Houston and Virginia Tech are going to be quad one wins. We really hope, and they have been the last several years, but there's no real guarantee. 
Gonzaga is going to, and St. Mary's, we know those road games are going to be quad one. Those, like, St. Mary's will be top 75. We pay attention to them more. Uh, yeah, I agree. BYU's got to get at least four. I do think, though, that BYU needs to get the Utah State win. I, I do. I, I think they need to get that if Utah State's as good as people think they are, and I'm still, the jury's still out on that for me. Um, they've strong start to the season. Nice win against LSU, who's a good team, right? And they're 8-1. Their only loss was a close one at St. Mary's. Utah State's good. Um, I don't know that they're like top 20 good, but that could be a quad one game, right? When all said and done, that's great. I think BYU needs to get that one. Do, do they have to get the final five? No, but I think if they do, they're in a great spot, 11-4. and four, You'd have some real quality wins. You'd have an opportunity to go into conference play uh, on a roll, right? Yoli Childs is back to only losses a game in which he cramped up and you lost in overtime on the road against a rival. So you'd, you'd feel okay about that because football and basketball are more similar than we think now, by the way. So football goes up and down, extreme, right? BYU's lost to Boise State and Utah in, in overtime, and those were close losses where if they win, it swings things, right? They're not as bad as Toledo and South Florida, but the idea of some good wins and some head-scratching losses exists right now for BYU basketball. Let me clarify something. We collectively believe that BYU, with five quad one wins, would be almost that's, a lot for a the good... NCAA tournament as an at-large. I'd have to look at it more. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it, it depends on how many you get and what percentage of games you get. That would, at one. worst, I think, be half of BYU's quad one opportunities. I'm nervous about saying is a lock as an at-large. I think that is a lock ways. with five quad one wins. Yeah. If they beat Utah State, that would be three going into WCC play, I think, by the time March rolls around. Okay, on to BYU football. One game left for the Cougars at 7-5 and five to try and finish with a better record than they did last year after they won the famous Idaho Potato Bowl and went 7-6 and six in that crazy Zach Wilson game. We don't know who BYU is going to play in the Hawaii Bowl yet. We think that it's most likely going to be Hawaii because if you're the bowl game director, you want to sell tickets, and it's an old conference rivalry. Good luck rivalry. selling tickets. It's Christmas Eve. It's not near six. Jerem, who would you rather play in the Hawaii Bowl? BYU against Hawaii or Anybody else? The field. I would take the field. Even if it's Wyoming. Yeah, well, whatever. You like, would take Wyoming. Sure, whatever. It's, BYU has played Hawaii the last two years, and they've not been exciting, crazy, fun games. The one in 2017, BYU was 3-9. and nine, They became 4-9. and nine. We were all bummed about the season. Nice way to win. Sweet, whatever. Uh, 2018, that was the Zach Wilson's first start game. That was the story, right? Um, if BYU plays white, yeah, the, it, it could be fun. There'll be some storylines. We'll, we'll play it up, right? We'll be there. We're excited to be there. Um, I would prefer to play uh, one of the teams that has been or is ranked from the American. I think that would be a fun matchup. How likely is that? We'll talk to Daryl Garvin and ask him that. Yeah, let's ask him. I, yeah, it, it sounds like it's Hawaii um, because financially that makes sense for Hawaii. Unless they're in a bigger bowl game, why would they leave? They're going to lose money anyways. Every college football team loses money on a bowl game unless it's one of the New Year's Six or the bigger bowls, right? Um, read about it. It's, it's uh, an interesting field, right? Um, but it's probably Hawaii. Renew the old rivalry. Like, it was a rivalry on one side. It wasn't a two-sided rivalry. <laughs> Initially, I it's was— It's like Utah and BYU right now. Yeah. For a long time, <laughs> I carried your idea of, yeah, give me anybody from the American. But the more I think about the current context of what BYU is dealing with, with their running back situation and— They've had concerns, and they're coming off a three-point offensive display against San Diego State and a really frustrating loss. 
I want BYU to play a team that I think that they can beat, and I think that team is Hawaii. Depends on yeah, what you want. Do you want a win or a matchup? Because the matchup could yield a loss. I want to win, and I, I don't just want it just for the head-to-head win and BYU to go 8-5 and five and they show progress because they finish with more wins. Like All of those things are nice. Really, I want BYU to have been the only loss for Boise State. That's kind of that's the a regular fun idea. Season. Yes, because there's a real chance that Boise State is going to go to the Las Vegas Bowl and win that game and go 12-1 and one and be a top-20 oh, team at the end likely. of the season. Boise State's hosting Hawaii. Boise State should win that game. Okay, well, yeah. so, okay they might be 13-1 then. Sorry, right? If they win the bowl game that they play in. Yeah, whatever if they're bowl 13 game and one, Now, Boise State has a chance to be the New Year's Six team. A small chance, yeah. small chance, but still a chance. Well, well, if Cincy, if Cincinnati beats Memphis, then Cincinnati would be a two-loss team, just beat a ranked Memphis team. But Boise State's still sitting there with only one loss. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's granted. Boise depends State on where the college football playoff rankings put Boise State compared to Cincinnati. That's exactly right. That's yeah. how they determine it. Yeah, yeah. For me, I want BYU to be Boise State's only loss, and I want BYU to beat Hawaii. So I'll take I'll take Hawaii right now. And there might be a little bit more buzz, you would think, because it's Hawaii in their home state, and there might actually be a few more people at the game. So all of that is why I think BYU should want Hawaii. Our question of the day on that topic, who would you rather BYU play on Christmas Eve? Is it Hawaii or the field? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Plan 300 Answers on Twitter. Not Hawaii. I don't consider playing a team on their home field a bowl game. Speaking of playing UNLV in the tournament on their court, playing Hawaii in a bowl game in Hawaii. (laughs) Plan 300 continues. It's called a road game. No thanks. I'm holding out hope for Navy. That would be fun. SMU, UCF, or even Temple would be fine too. I'd like those. That'd be fun. Yeah. Would it be fun if BYU is not favored in that game? BYU has won several games they weren't favored in this year. Yeah, okay, well, there's, there's a real chance that BYU goes 7-6 and six if they take on a team from the American, and would that be fun? Probably not. If you're not as good as, like, the fifth-place team in the American, let's go, baby. Come on, Coming up, what's the hashtag for Baylor Romney on scholarship as well as Yoli Childs and Fred Warner right now? And the voice of the Cougars on the analysis side, Mark Durant, will join us. What's it like to work with Greg Rebell? <laughs> we work with Greg. Also... What is what does he think BYU is going to do over the final five, and are they all must wins? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The only child's second game back is Saturday against UNLV in Salt Lake City. Watch or listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio with pregame on the radio at two Eastern. The game at three. We're live in Studio B on a Friday with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is our pleasure to welcome in on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline the analyst for BYU basketball games on the radio, former Cougar Mark Durant. Mark, welcome back to the show. How's your Friday going thus far? Pretty darn good. It's uh, always great to be on. I've missed you guys. I like you guys a lot, and it's sad when I don't get to see you very very often. <laughs> well, it's basketball season. We can see each other a lot now, yes, Mark. We have that to look forward to. We also have uh, BYU looking at another old conference rival tomorrow on UNLV. And, man, you've called some doozies in the past between BYU and UNLV. You called a wild game against uh, 
Utah earlier this week as well, Mark. What's it like to sit next to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, during an intense rivalry basketball game? It's like uh, going on uh, Space Mountain with blindfold on. It's like you just, I mean, he, it's actually really fun. I mean, he, he uh, obviously is, is the best at what he does and he, and he cares and he's, he's up and down and, but I, I think he still manages to call a really fair game. Obviously, you know where our loyalties lie. We're the broadcasters for that particular team, <laughs> and uh, we want we want them to win. But uh, I, I think we do a pretty good job being fair to both teams for the most part and calling a good game. But Greg is at at, at his core uh, the utmost professional. Uh, and, and then he builds off of that with the excitement and the uh, sometimes disappointment of what he's seen on the floor, and I think it's a great mix. Greg is uh, the absolute best. He's, he's, uh, he, Cougar Nation is so lucky to have him. Uh, I'm hoping I get a raise after saying all these good things <laughs> nice. about him, but I won't because he's tightwad, actually. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But I mean, he's he's the best, and it's fun. It's that's why I still do this over these years because he's my my one of my best friends, and it's just really fun to be around Greg Rubel, both doing the broadcast and uh, off the court as well. Well, you should at the least get a trip to Disneyland and a blindfolded ride on Space Mountain for having <laughs> said all of that. <laughs> well, I, I I don't think Greg's tall enough to ride any of the rides there. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! I love it. I love right, it. Let's talk about the basketball team. So BYU lose to Utah. That stinks. Uh, what needs to happen against UNLV to make you feel better about BYU hoops uh, the rest of the season? Well, that was such a heartbreaker. I mean, losing any game is tough, but to, to those guys, it's like, really, you're going to do this to me? And it appears that uh, there's no safe lead up on the hill, regardless of the sport. Uh, I mean, it's... It's rough to to have the game in hand and have it slip away and just you know you feel kind of helpless watching it happen and obviously some things happened that uh, facilitated that you know I credit Utah I mean I sure like that Ryland Jones he was he's a really fun little player kind of reminds me of a young Jimmer in that in that he looks like he's about twelve and yet he rips your heart out but uh, uh, so I feel bad for me as a fan but I feel bad for those guys because. You know, like I said, some losses are worse than others, and that one really, as a player, would would get into my head a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how they do bounce back against UNLV. Um, but that's the great thing about basketball, in particular, is there's not many days until you get a chance to go out and play again, and you know, try and change some things, do some things better, and not have those same types of issues come up and hurt you again. Uh, clearly BYU's got some problems with, uh, you know, defense and, and being physical and getting to the free throw line. I mean, those things really hurt them against Utah and credit again, Utah for recognizing where those weaknesses were and really trying to exploit them. But there's a lot of good things. I mean, Utah, BYU shooting the, the heck out of the ball from the three point line. Uh, Yoli was absolutely phenomenal when he was in there. I mean, unbelievable how good he was and dominant he was so if he can be healthy and be on the floor I mean that that's going to really help BYU a lot but you know I again go back to UNLV a lot of history there 
last year, if you don't remember, was just a, a brutal – talk about brutal finishes. That was a brutal finish with the uh, last second three. And uh, so there's a lot to play for, a lot to look forward to. And this team, in a lot of ways, is playing great basketball. But there's certainly some issues, turnovers, uh, defense, and – and some of those things that they really need to address. But uh, uh, it's still early. Got a lot of opportunities to get good wins coming up, and this next couple weeks I think will be extremely important for any postseason hopes this team team has. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU radio analyst for the Basketball Cougars. Uh, Mark, we were talking about the final five non-conference games, and Jeremy and I each answered the question, does BYU need to win all five of the remaining non-conference games to feel good about getting an at-large spot in the NCAA tournament? What do you think? I think so. Uh, I think if they did that, they, they would be in a good position. If they don't, they're kind of at the mercy of, of a lot of things. And BYU, uh, you know, there's the NCAA and that committee is not looking to do BYU any favors to put them in the tournament. So you have to kind of earn it, but they've played a very difficult schedule and you look at the losses they've had, you know, Kansas, obviously, and then overtimes on the road, Utah and Boise. It's not, it's not like it's completely embarrassing losses that you had. Um, San Diego state looks to be really good. You, you know, you lose to them at home. So if you, if you could get wins over teams like UNLV and, Utah State particularly, uh, I, I think those would be big wins that you w- would carry a lot of weight at the end of the year, and then you would have to really compete well with St. Mary's and Gonzaga and not have you know, multiple bad losses in the West Coast Conference. It's the same formula, but what BYU's done this year better than other years is, is have, have a really tough schedule and have had a couple of wins, good quality wins, and have a chance for some more. And so if you if you play that tough schedule and you get some wins, that's a good formula for postseason when it comes to the NCAA, I think, right now. I mean, you never know what those guys want or think or what, what's going on behind the scenes, but that appears to be what they're asking teams to do, play tough teams and then get a couple wins. And so far, BYU, although they've missed some opportunities, have taken some opportunities and will have some coming up. But, but I, think, I think you have to win all or at least maybe you drop one to Utah State or something like that. You, you, you just don't have much wiggle room anymore. And it feels like all of this is building towards the Utah State game. And last year, uh, they got into the NCAA tournament, won the Mountain West. This is a team that BYU beat, a team that didn't go to the NIT, Mark. I feel like BYU matches up with Utah State well. I, I feel like that's going to be a huge opportunity for BYU next Saturday. We're not on the team, so we don't have to take it one game at a time, by the way. That's three games from now. <laughs> what do you think of the matchup with the Aggies? Uh, well, you know, they, they had their best game, I think, last year against the Aggies in the Marriott Center. If it was at the Spectrum... It would be tough, but I think at Vivint, uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think the teams are pretty equally matched. I don't know what Keda's Keda's uh, situation is. He hasn't played. I don't know if he's you know when when or if he'll play. He was a difference maker for that team. However, uh, being up there is playing great, and of course Sam Merrill is really good. And so, I mean, they're clearly a really good team, but not, you know, not so good that you don't have any hope. I mean, BYU will be right there with them. 
but again, it'll likely come down to the end of the game. And BYU's got one nice uh, win at the end of the game, but then they've dropped a couple in overtime. So that they have to get better late and have have players make plays late, which they haven't done a great job at. But that, I think that'll go down to the wire, and uh, I think that'll be a fun one. Utah State has really put together a nice program there, and uh, you know that's that's a cool thing that those two good teams will play in Vivint. I like that. And and then it's just a matter of which team is better. You don't look at the home courts and the advantages there. It's a neutral site. Let's just go play, see who's better. And, and that'll be fun. Mark, I can't wait to hear what you say about Jerem uh, and me when Greg asks you about how awesome we are during tomorrow's <laughs> broadcast. He's going to ask Man, that. he always asks me that. And I just go on and on about how much <laughs> I love you too. I mean, I can't stop. I'm like Coach Pope talking about referees. You guys are amazing. <laughs> You're courageous. I would I would want to be on your show every day. <laughs> well, now, Brave and courageous. Well, well now you've listened it. That was that was an amazing response by Mark. So oh, I, love <laughs> I love that. I love it. Mark, it's great to talk to you, man. We'll see you tomorrow at the game. All right, guys. Take it easy. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I forgot to ask Mark how he hydrated at BYU, how he stayed hydrated, you know. Hitting the glass. Was he part of defense. the pickle juice movement? Now, the pickle juice movement is this. The, the, the story is that uh, like farmers developed this because they'd be out in the field all day and it'd be hot, and they would have pickle juice and, and prevent cramps from hanging out and, and getting dehydrated out in the field. I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, that's the pickle juice thing, and BYU football took it forever. I don't know that basketball has used it. They have a different kind of... Uh, special elixir to prevent <laughs> such. Greg well, Rebell, get Yoli Child some of that elixir. Yeah, two years ago, Greg Rebell tried it on uh, the Rose Show, and it didn't taste good, I'm according sure to Greg. It doesn't. So, I'm pickle, sure it doesn't. Pickle juice for the win. Hashtag electrolytes. Coming up, Daryl Garvin, Hawaii Bowl director, joins us to discuss the pending matchup on Christmas Eve with who? And hashtag this. BYU quarterback Baylor Romney is now on scholarship. This is BYU Sports Nation. Good thing. Tonight, West Coast Conference Player of the Year McKenna Miller and the Cougar Volleyball team are on BYU TV in the NCAA tournament against the Michael Jordan-led New Mexico State Aggies. Yep, the coach named New Mexico State. Watch it on, named Michael Jordan, rather. Watch it on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. The match before it is Illinois and Utah on the BYU TV app at 6 Eastern. Now, the name Michael Jordan means something extra special to you, Jerem, not just because of the basketball player, but uh, because of your posterity. Yeah, I named my uh, son, who's one, Tate Michael Jordan. I love it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Michael after uh, Whitney's dad's middle name. But yes. Okay. We, we all know that there is additional meaning there, right? And so does Rob. He knows as and well. So, <laughs> alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Welcome back to Studio B on a Friday. This is BYU Sports Nation, and this is The Whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Los Cougars play the Rebels in Salt Lake City tomorrow. Both teams coming off overtime games. UNLV won, BYU did not. Watch or listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio with pregame at 2 Eastern, the games at 3. According to college basketball insider Jeff Goodman, the Junkanoo Jam next year in the Bahamas Sounds made up. has invited BYU to play basketball against George Mason, Tulsa, and Boston College. Okay. Volleyball. As mentioned, 14 seed BYU women's volleyball hosts Nuevo Mexico Estado tonight in the first round of the NCAA tournament, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. 
BYU men's volleyball, and I know you're interested in this, Jerem, as the primary voice of the Cougars, ranked number three in the preseason ABCA coaches poll. Hawaii's number one, UCLA two. Let's go. Football. Cougars will find out their Hawaii Bowl game opponent no later than Sunday afternoon. Also, Wednesday, Baylor Romney told the media he will be on scholarship in January. Soccer. BYU seniors Michaela Coulihan and Elise Flake named first-team All-Americans by the United Soccer Coaches. Alyssa Jefferson received third-team honors. It's the first time BYU has ever featured three All-Americans on the same squad. Athletics News. BYU is currently in second place nationally in the Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup with 190 points, a measurement of the overall athletic prowess of sanctioned NCAA sports at every Division I university. Not bad. Women's basketball. BYU plays at Arizona State tonight. Consecutive Pac-12 opponents for the Cougars after a tough loss to Utah in Provo. Game tips at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Swimming and diving. Both the men and women's teams will be competing in the Utah Invitational today, trying to atone for the men and women's basketball losses, uh, and tomorrow at the Ute Natatorium. Golf. Tony Finau is currently tied for 17th at plus two at the Hero World Challenge. He's in his third round, shooting one under through seven holes. Back to you, Jerem, with a seven iron in your hand. Cougars in pro hoops. In EuroLeague play, Elijah Bryant had 12 points, three boards, and a 77-55 Maccabi win over Bayern. It's time to play Hashtag This. BYU Sports Nation says Hashtag This. Man, I feel like we haven't done this forever. It's been a long time. Hashtag this presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Jerem, hashtag this. Bring it. BYU women's volleyball in the NCAA tournament this weekend. Hashtag streaking. Is that okay? BYU, uh, 21 uh, straight wins. Okay, I was going to say, please NCAA explain. Tournament. I have stories for days. A roommate <laughs> by the duck pond. Anyway, 21 <laughs> straight over 25 years. He was only wearing a bear head. It got weird. Uh, that That is tremendous for BYU women's volleyball. They've been so good at home over a long time, whether it's in the NCAA tournament or not, but in the NCAA tournament, BYU has risen to that occasion. Hashtag Sweet 16 or bust. There's a new standard at BYU. It is going to at least the Sweet 16. And frankly, the seniors deserve to win their final matches at the Smith Fieldhouse and get BYU back to another Sweet 16. That needs to happen. Uh, the fan in me is uh, largely coming out when I say this, but I want nothing more than to see McKenna Miller, the West Coast Conference player of the year, and her best friend Mary Lake, not to mention two other notable seniors, win their final game in front of their home fans. Like It, it needs to happen. So and I want it, the hashtag. Likely be against Utah. We'll see with the yeah, Illinois and Utah. It, I feel like it would be a major bust if BYU doesn't get to the Sweet 16 based on all of the circumstances. Defend home court. Let's go. Yes, yeah, let's yes. Go. Okay, right. second one. Uh, hashtag this, men's volleyball opening the season ranked third. Hashtag expected. I thought BYU would be a top four team. In fact, I thought that might be as high as number two. Granted, they went 13-12 and 12 last year. So, an off year. so to go 13-12 and 12 and still be ranked number three, they're bringing back a loaded roster. Cannot wait for men's volleyball to get underway. And hopefully they get uh, a crack at the NCAA tournament again there in that final six yeah hashtag i wrote the same thing as you wrote which was expected oh okay. that's a long hashtag it's hard to digest yeah expected uh, i thought byu would be third um long beach state lost a ton of guns uh hawaii returns three all-americans and uh byu returns everybody but taylor riches the libero so byu is going to be good they're going to be in the mix i predict they'll win the mpsf let's go 
Now, for the record, we did not talk about these. So No, 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 we don't. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Same hashtag. Okay. Super. Next, hashtag this. BYU third-string quarterback Baylor Romney being put on scholarship. Hashtag no-brainer. Uh, he wasn't. Joe Critchlow was. So I wonder if BYU, what the situation will be with Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall. Um, you know, with Jaron Hall, it is quite, the question for Jaron is, do I continue to play football, right? He had multiple scholarships quickly. I hope he does. I think he's really good. Gamer. I, th- I think he'd be a guy that could be a starter and be good for BYU. Like, and I think there's going to be some competition in this position, given how this year played out. Hashtag it's about time for Baylor Romney. He has earned it. He deserves it. I'm super happy for him. Baylor Romney, Jaron Hall, and Zach Wilson are all capable quarterbacks capable of winning and starting against good football teams. Boise State, Utah State, they got it done. I really like the quarterback depth. It, it's about time Baylor Romney got his scholarship. Hashtag this, Yoli Childs in game number two. Hashtag, don't cramp my style, please. No more cramps for Yoli Childs. The Cougars need him to be healthy. And if they're going to win by 10-plus against UNLV tomorrow, Yoli Child's got to play the whole game. Like he, he is dynamite. He was so good in his first game back. It was like a storybook start for him with a really crappy ending because of cramps. I mean, BYU is cramps away from beating Utah and being 7-3, and three, and the whole narrative is different right now. Hashtag pickle juice. Hopefully Yoli Child's can figure it out. Um, I know he was he was stretching and trying to get fluids and whatnot, but have you seen those calves? I can see why he cramps up. Those those calves are legit. Those are first team All American calves. On to the next hashtag. This Fred Warner as the NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Hashtag play is going to play. Fred Warner has become a tremendous player in uh, year two in the NFL. He's developed. He wasn't a middle linebacker at BYU at all. In fact, rarely if ever played middle linebacker here. Uh, Sione Taki Taki became a middle linebacker. But, man, Fred Warner, amazing. Hashtag Pro Bowl lock for me. Fred Warner is a Pro Bowl player in year number two. He can go to Hawaii as well, like BYU. He might be a Super Wait, Bowl player. Wait, where's the player. game this year? I have no idea. Fred Warner might be a Super Bowl player in year number two. Like, well, I'm saying it's either the 49ers <laughs> or the Seahawks, you would think right now, coming out of that side. Maybe the Saints. Maybe unless the Saints, the, yeah. Unless the refs get them again. Coming up, our N1 picks versus UNLV. Yay! And Daryl Garvin, director of the Hawaii Bowl. What's the chance BYU faces a team not named Hawaii on Christmas Eve? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The season debut of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is this Monday, December 9th, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on the BYU TV app. Host Greg Rubel chats with Pope and TJ Haas plus a brand new deep blue on Alex Barcelo. It's this Monday, December 9th at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to Studio B alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. and We are excited to bring on our next guest on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. He is the director of the SoFi Hawaii Bowl set for Christmas Eve in Honolulu, Daryl Garvin. Daryl, welcome to the show, and uh, nice to have you on BYU Sports Nation. So, aloha kakahiaka. Um, thanks for having me. Now that is a greeting. I, I know aloha. I didn't know the second part of that, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to learning. That's the good morning part. Okay. Awesome. Still, still early here. Daryl, just give us a taste of what the forecast is like in Hawaii this time of year. Uh, you can expect temperatures in the 
high 70s, um, general trade winds, and um, just, um, you know, gets gets dark around 5 o'clock, so the game will kick off in the bright sunshine, finish under the lights, and uh, just real, real nice weather. Um, can't beat it. Indeed, and we look forward to being there. We're going to be there and uh, take BYU Sports Nation there and have pre- and post-game coverage, of course, on BYU TV. So we can't wait. Um, this game's been lined up for a while. I know it was, it was kind of a flex game. If it wasn't going to be a few years ago, it was going to be this year. Um, why was BYU a natural fit for the Hawaii Bowl, in your opinion? I think BYU has a national following. They, they certainly have a, a good following in Hawaii, um, a lot of strong support in Hawaii. I think a lot of ties over the years to Hawaii as well. Uh, I believe, um, you know, head coach Satake um, kind of considers both Laie and Provo his hometown. Uh, it's, just, it's just a real natural fit for BYU and Hawaii. Daryl Garvin, the director of the SoFi Hawaii Bowl, with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've known for a long time, as Jerem just mentioned, that BYU is going to be in this game. Now the big question is, who's BYU going to play? Uh, we are feeling like it's a strong possibility Hawaii is in that game and would be a clear natural fit. Is Hawaii a lock in this game if they don't beat Boise State in the Mountain West Conference Championship? I wish I knew the answer because I could get a lot more work done in advance, but I don't know the answer to that. Uh, there's a lot in play. Uh, the conferences play a large part in who who participates in the games. And so I'm somewhat of a fan this weekend watching all the championship games and trying to figure out how the dominoes fall and who goes where. But I would say nothing's a lock at this point. Is uh, the Hawaii Bowl in a certain spot in a in a pecking order, or does it just kind of depend on what shakes out? I think it depends on what shakes out, and we're unique this year in that we were going to get two teams from three different sources, the Mountain West, the American, or BYU. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, we're still trying to figure out that other side, and there's two players involved, so that makes it a little bit more difficult. Is Hawaii the best option for business, given that they'd be in their home stadium? Hawaii fans are the only ones that... Uh, can drive to our bowl game. We're, we're unique in that most other bowl games you can you can get in the car usually, and, and depending on how far you can drive. Being on the island, um, us in the Bahamas Bowl, um, you know we're we're kind of limited. So for business, yes, um, Hawaii fans can drive here. Visiting teams have to fly here. So. Daryl, I know you said there are a lot of pieces still moving, and we're all going to watch conference championship weekend uh, with a few raised eyebrows for a number of reasons. That said, what other teams are in play besides Hawaii to potentially match up with BYU? Well, if we look at the American Athletic Conference and you look at their ball-eligible teams, um, you know, there's Memphis on the other side, SMU, Navy, Cincinnati, Central Florida, Temple. I think they're all, you know, they're all in play as we head into the weekend, uh, along with the University of Hawaii, uh, and if you look at those American athletic teams, uh, pretty impressive records. Memphis and Cincinnati are, are playing in their championship game this weekend. Uh, but you have SMU at 10 and 2, Temple at 8 and 4, Central Florida at 9 and 3. So some pretty, pretty exciting possibilities as we head into the weekend. Would Navy not be somewhat of a natural fit given the Naval Academy's imprint in Hawaii? And Kenny Matalolo, right? Yeah, I, I think Navy would be fantastic uh, to play in our game. I'm, I'm not sure if they have an arrangement with the Military Bowl, which is played in their stadium. Uh, I'm not 100% clear on that, but Navy would be a, 
would be a welcome addition to the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. Is there much of a chance it's a Mountain West team not named Hawaii? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Again, nothing would surprise me, uh, but I don't think so. Daryl Garvin with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Christmas Eve in Hawaii, besides watching football, and the days leading up to that, what can BYU fans expect to do as this uh, bowl game ramps up? Well, for the fans and, and for the teams and the players and that making the trip, we, we try, to, um, try to do a little bit of everything. So culture, education, charitable activities, fun. Uh, you know, we have our, our, our luau on December 21st, which, you know, music, dance, um, traditions throughout Polynesia, and, of course, the food is, is fantastic. Uh, the players will get to go to the USS Arizona Memorial. Uh, the players will also do a charitable visit to Kapiolani Hospital for Women and Children, but we also do an outing to our water park, Wet and Wild, here. And quite frankly it's you know one of the most iconic uh, beaches in the world to be to be sitting on Waikiki beach with diamond head off to your left as you watch the sunset uh you can't just can't beat that for relaxation and uh things to do sitting on the beach is still one of my favorite things to do uh, daryl we're getting very excited about this <laughs> yeah our weather stinks here so we're stoked daryl there, there are not gentle trade winds in provo utah right now <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. So that's why I made the choice many years ago to move out here. And <laughs> Well done, you. Hey, thanks for taking the time with us on a Friday, and uh, we wish you a, a fabulous rest of your Hawaii Friday morning. I appreciate it, and uh, hope to see you guys out here. And well, We've got 18 days till kickoff. All right, uh, we're counting down as well. Daryl Garvin on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Fantastic. Really looking forward to the uh, Hawaii Bowl. And uh, I've never personally been to Hawaii. I know you went for, what, the first time two years ago? Yes. So that's awesome. Looking forward as to it. As soon as he said gentle trade winds, yeah, I was, I was like, like, ah. I'm in. And <laughs> not looking forward to the red eye out of there to get home for Christmas morning. But, yeah. Worth let's, it. Let's party. Coming up, and one picks for tomorrow. It's time for me to catch up to Jerem, isn't it? And I could technically do that if my picks are right and his are wrong. Isn't that amazing how that works? This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, we're talking about the picks. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. No fault starts in Studio B. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. And we are on demand on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. It's time to play and one. Picks, predictions, and one mm-hmm. on BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Here's how it works. Jeremy and I both make two picks. If you get the first one right... You have a chance, just like you do in a real basketball game, to get one more with a free throw. But you got to get the first pick right to have a shot at that second one. Well, that's called and one. My first pick worth two points. BYU win by seven plus. I did not see a line out on this. I know BYU is a favorite, but I think BYU wins this by seven plus on a neutral court. I'm gonna and to, one. I'm gonna have to look at the Ken Palm ratings to see what uh, he predicts. Yeah, what does he predict? And my and one pick, Yoli Childs will have a double double. I think he'll get above the ten boards in this game, and obviously ten points. Okay, that would mean he's healthy the whole game. Okay. Yes, that yeah. assumes yes. he's plays. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this seems kind of weakish, but that's why it's my one point. Okay, my pick to lead us off. I'm going to best you by three points here. BYU by 10, Jeremy. I think they win by double digits. Ken Palm says nine points. Uh, 
and one. TJ Haas will have a two to one assist to turnover ratio. Mm. It will be a stark contrast from what he did against Utah. Five turnovers. That will three not, assists. That yeah. will not happen again. He will have a two assist to one turnover ratio That'd tomorrow. Be good. Yeah. It needs to happen. He, he's going to have a nice bounce back game tomorrow. Those are our and one picks. Updating the season score, Jerem has a combined 12 points. Um, you were up big. I've uh, slowly kind of fought my way back. I'm it was 12-7. 10 points now. And Jason didn't make picks, and I don't really care. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I'll make picks for Jason tomorrow. There will be a rebel cheer at some point. No, stop. In uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena. This is garbage content. (laughs) (laughs) We have real content to get to. We have sponsored content to get to. I will stop. Pay the bills! Our question of the day, who would you rather play in the Hawaii Bowl, Hawaii or the field? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at CA Franchise in on Twitter. I'm surprised by some of the responses here. Hawaii football is one of my favorite secondary rivalries. Good for you. Of the AAC teams, only Navy oh, would be compelling. Get out of here. Not UCF? What? Not Cincinnati? They've been ranked or are ranked. Now, what are you, you talking about? I think Cincinnati fans want to go to Hawaii in the winter? Who doesn't want to go to Hawaii? Today's rise and shout-outs. Jeremy, lead us off. Women's volleyball, they've had such a great year. Continue that season. Get into the Sweet 16. Beat New Mexico State and the winner of Utah and Illinois. Hopefully it's Utah because that would be a fun game in the second round. Like last year. Okay, my rise and shout-out goes to Matt Carlino. I communicated with him for the first time in a few years yesterday. He's now a graduate assistant coach at TCU under Jamie Dixon. Matt Carlino... Is coaching them up in Fort Worth. Still has the shaved head, how about that? Yes, he does. Our thanks to today's guests, Mark Durant and the director of the Hawaii Bowl, Daryl Garvin. Sergeant Dennis Pitta ran out of time, bro. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Ron Salise. Has there ever been a greater basketball player than Ron Salise? We'll see you from BYU Sports Nation on Monday. Go Cougs. Volleyball tonight!